You are now tuned into the Fusebox Radio Broadcast with DJ Fusion and John Judah. Syndicated worldwide to bring real, real black radio back <laughs> to the masses. All right, everybody, one, two, one, two, what's going on? You're now in tune to another session of the syndicated worldwide Fusebox Radio broadcast with DJ Fusion and John Judah. Since 1998, whether it's on your FM dial, internet radio station, podcast, or website, we're up in the mix to bring you a slice of what we call 21st century black radio for the masses. A mix of old and new school black music from the diaspora, hip-hop, soul, funk, jazz, reggae, so forth and so on, as well as news, commentary, and interviews on the mix and commentary. And you got myself, DJ Fusion. On the side, you got my bro, John Judah. What's going on there, Judah? Yes, indeed. The whole we, old wide world. Sending out the good vibrations. All women, man, boys, and girls. Yes, indeed. Of course, we be... Fusebox Radio on your radio frequency, of course, with the beautiful DJ Fusion. Check out the sounds that we're using all across the world. We want y'all to be amused with right now. One, two, one, two. Fuse, what's the news? Yeah, doing all right. Doing all right. Glad, as always, to be here to do another um, show. We deeply appreciate all of our broadcast affiliates. You can check them out at um, our blog site, blackradiosback.com. Click up top the Fusebox Radio affiliates and see what's good with them and check out all their great content beside the show. And, of course, we appreciate our audience that, um, through one way or the other, checks out the radio show each week. And um, deeply appreciate those guys. And before we get into um, what actually is a pretty hectic week of um, news and commentary on our end, let me just do the quick promo spiel per usual and um, go from there. You can always check out the Fusebox Radio vibe over at our official website, FuseboxRadioOnline.com, F-U-S-E-B-O-X-R-A-D-I-O-O-N-L-I-N-E.com. We just mentioned our official blog site, BlackRadioIsBack.com. And if you're on the social network media end, you can go ahead and the majority of our joints end with slash Fusebox Radio. So Twitter.com slash Fusebox Radio, MySpace.com slash Fusebox Radio, so forth and so on. If you like doing the Facebook.com like page situation clicking that little thumbs up when you go to the site facebook.com slash fusebox radio show all in one word if you want to listen to the fusebox radio at any time you can check out the last two years of radio show archives it's two years and a few months over um either directly at fuseboxradio.podomatic.com shout out to our podcast server podomatic for that or you can just subscribe via um your favorite music rss feeder so itunes zoom Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, <clears throat> excuse me, Flycast Radio, so forth and so on. And shout out to our lovely folks um, who we represent the Fusebox Radio vibe with on the written in. First quarter, musically, is kind of quiet. It's quiet with those articles, but those are going to be coming back in full style um, via Oh Hell No blog with the New Music Tuesday columns. Um, shout out to that wonderful staff over there Ohelnallblog.com And Planet Ill over at PlanetIll.com With the Indecent Exposure series Which is going to be exposed to not just independent music But independent entertainment all over So films, books, and so forth And so on And yeah man This has been a very hectic week um, News wise And everything else and first and foremost, which I think has been the really big international news, 
Um, definitely um, prayers and condolences to the family, friends, and fans of pop singer, soul singer Whitney Houston. All right. Um, it was definitely a shocking bit of news during um, the past week, and I actually literally woke up from a nap and looked over at my cell phone. I'm getting all these texts and um, Twitter things and stuff talking about. Have you heard about Whitney Houston? And knowing that we're in the internet age, I'm kind of like, uh, you know, somebody's BS, and you know, she can't possibly have passed away. And um, unfortunately, that went down. And I think even if you weren't necessarily a huge fan of the Newark, New Jersey, East Orange, New Jersey natives' um, musical output throughout the years, where we're talking about over 25 plus years of music, you knew her music. And you knew um, her voice. She just had one of those really, really, one would say almost perfect voices, especially in her prime. Where it was like her singing was just effortless So we're talking about, you know, the ballads um, That she did, especially, you know, I think a lot of people know her through um, The Bodyguard When she um, redid Dolly Parton's I Will Always Love You To make it something like the Star Spangled Banner Which which in my opinion is kind of a dry song But also kind of a hard song to sing Like she made the Star Spangled Banner a hit and then, you know, you had the dance joints. Um, I want to dance with somebody um, during the latter half of um, my time frame. Um, <clears throat> she did um, Your Love Is My Love, which features a young um, Bobby Christina, her daughter, and with um, Bobby Brown at the beginning. And just a whole bunch of um, other stuff. She was just that definitive voice, I think, for... On the female end If we're talking about like Black pop music Like you might have had Michael Jackson on one end But you're not thinking Winnie Hughes is one of those folks You had on the other end Representing um, the ladies And whatnot. You know We're going everything Saving my love for you How will I know um, Greatest love of all Let's see Where do broken hearts go Didn't we have it all I mean you can go on And on and on and on With um what she did and for people who seem to be just so extremely thirsty for pop fame but disrespect even the recent past of people in that regard where you know it seems like sometimes talent doesn't play into being with um, pop fame Uh, Whitney Houston definitely had that which throughout her career and pre-internet era mind you um, she sold more than 170 million albums singles and videos You know, now when you get this click in, you know, hop on iTunes and it was 99 cents and it was done, that meant people, you know, got up off the ass and went to a store. And got something, which is um, an extremely deeper situation. And uh, Wendy Houston is from a family that is um, very deep in the R&B and gospel music tradition. Um, Sissy Houston um, was her mother. Um, she started when she was young singing backup for Shaka Khan and Lou Rawls. Right. Excuse me. Dionne Warwick is her cousin, I think, if I remember properly. Yeah, there yeah. Okay, Dionne Warwick's her cousin, Aretha Franklin. Her cousin, something like that. They're related. They're related. Yeah. I know um, Aretha Franklin is like a godparent. So, you know, she was um, all up into everything. And while I think. Which is to me is kind of 
but I think that's just how our mainstream media system is, unfortunately. Um, people hopped onto a lot of the negative into her life, which, you know, we, you know, saw that part too when, you know, people went through um, various routes of um, drug addiction and whatnot. And I'm not going to be the one that's going to say, like, Bobby Brown was the bad guy. I think that's a horrible narrative that's going on right now. In the uh, mainstream news cycle Because like, like We're just gonna poke our stick At this black dude And say that he's the one Who brought her down Or whatever If anything You know addiction is a crazy thing So both sides could have You know Done enabling At the time frame Where things happen But I personally think that's Semi here nor there Especially because we don't Necessarily know The final cause Of her passing As of yet But You know End of the day Since you know She won't be the first Or the last person Who kind of had A troubled history she had that voice. I think everybody who's a music fan can appreciate that voice. And um, what she was able, you know, to sit back and do with that voice. Even when she was necessarily at her prime. Her last album, I think, came out around 09. That had a million dollar bill on it. The joint written by Alicia Keys. And if you ever think, she, st- she still had it. No doubt. It wasn't the, the effortless 80s voice, but she still had it. And... um. I'm one of those people I always like the idea of a comeback situation. I think everybody was hoping for this woman to have a comeback, especially because she passed away before 50 years old. Whitney Houston died at 48. And there's supposed to be a movie that she had just finished wrapping up filming. Actually, for people who know the um, 1970s version of this movie, the movie Sparkle. Yep, yep. She's supposed to um, be in that remake, and there's a lot of folks who were saying that that was going to be a major comeback vehicle for her. On the um, actors and as well as on the scenes She had a few songs on the upcoming soundtrack So you know I hope all that stuff is cool And I hope people who might not be familiar with Miss Houston Check out a lot of her work Especially that, some of that 80s um, work Where it was not necessarily all the pop joints she had She had some good um, Some very good album cover cuts them could they didn't necessarily play all the time partially because they pushed her as so much as a black pop star <laughs> excuse me some of the more traditional r&b tracks get slept on from her well, no. which is um kind of unfortunate um she was one of those folks who went through the clive davis system for folks who are familiar with the now current um j records um executive he used to be the head of arista records and um he was the one who um signed her and um yeah i say definitely check a lot of her stuff out luckily we are on the internet age at youtube age check out some of them live videos check out some of them other um, old school videos and you know just see where folks were at and i guess the main thing i can say at the end of the day is besides appreciating that um we kind of gotta look out as a whole for i think our black entertainers past present and future a lot of folks are, are, are going out um, a lot of folks are, you know, going out and kind of at these early ages and it's a little bugged out. And I'm always the type, especially because for better or for worse, I usually tend to be somewhat on the internet when I find out this information. Um, you see a lot of folks who are unappreciative of anything. And we can't be unappreciative of raw, genuine talent or people who may need help. Now, who's to say what would have happened? Um, with Miss Houston as a whole, but to see people just kind of feasting on them, literally the not even cold caris of a person is disgusting. And heads need to do a lot better on that. But on the end of the day, you know, again, rest in peace to um Miss Whitney Houston and um 
lots of respect due um to her music career. All right. Oh hell. They come after man. What that boy finna say? What that boy about to say? Well, I didn't realize how affected I was gonna be until after you know nobody gets nobody knows well you know about certain things. And um, but yeah, I'm from Jersey. Well, I'm from NY, but I grew up in uh, most of my life in Jersey. And um, Essex County, New Jersey. And um, um, you know where Whitney is from. There's a lot of people that came through there. That's one of the more purest black communities I have ever really gone through. Mm-hmm. And um, especially in the era that Whitney came up in, the 70s and 80s, you know, the Bricks, Essex County, that was one of them, you know, that was one of the more authentic black communities that I had ever come in contact with. And, it, you know, and, um, she does Newark proud, she does Jersey proud, all races in Jersey. Mm-hmm. She does proud, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, cause let's, 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 let's keep it real. In the 80s, there was like three, there was like three gods in the 80s. You had Michael Jackson, you had Eddie Murphy, and you had Whitney Houston. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it. Ed was a household name. Mike was a household name. And of course, Whitney Houston, you know, God is quality just blessing folks. You know. Mm-hmm. I'm not surprised Bobby wasn't invited to that to that well, that doesn't surprise me. You know. Um, we'll we'll quick interruption. He's supposed to be there. there. I'm not even gonna go there with homeboy, you mm-hmm. know, I got love for him. But um but no, nah, I mean um I just you know, I, I just wanna say peace to um her family and her her fans and you know, all of Jersey because um you know you know, the best really I mean, because, you know Nobody's trying to put anybody down. You know what I'm saying? No doubt. But um, Whitney is, um, you know, you know Whitney was that. You know what I'm saying? You know, and every time we hear other people sing Whitney songs, you know, there's a thought that goes in our mind. You know what I'm saying? You know, and what is that thought? You know, that's up to you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, pizza. Um, Pizza, um, pizza, pizza, bricks, pizza, jars, and um, and yes, indeed, yes, indeed. No doubt, no doubt, and best that ever did it. One of the best that ever did it. You know what I'm saying? Came through the bricks, came through Jersey. Rest in peace. I. No doubt. Rest in peace indeed. And one quick mention that I thought was kind of cool. Um, there's times that we have down the um, current governor of New Jersey. Excuse me, Chris Christie, and he definitely has things that we can rightfully nitpick. One of the things I thought that was really classy that he's done um, after Whitney Houston's passing is um, putting the flags at half staff throughout New Jersey from um, government buildings on down, and and defending himself quite loudly for doing it when people got on his case because because he knew the importance of you know how she represented Jersey as a whole. You know, in regards to things, you know, yes, she had her troubles. Most human beings do. But I think, um, especially for a lot of the current crop of people we actually say can sing, who are in the mainstream and beyond, um, she made that difference. And for an era where, if you were probably looking at pop entertainment, the main people you were probably seeing for quite a bit, especially before the hip hop blew up, a lot was somebody like either Mike Jackson or Whitney Houston. 
on um, your TV screen. That in itself is um, an extremely important thing. And um, I'm glad to have been able to have lived um, as a little girl on up and I've had her voice be a part of um, my literal life and growing up soundtrack. So that's what's up. So, you know, rest in peace to Miss Houston as a broadcast time. Um, she's supposed to be <coughs> put at her final um, resting place on this plane within a day or two. And um, I really hope everybody um, who's influenced by her um, gets to reflect on life and um, will be okay, especially her daughter. Um, as one who has lost a parent, I can't imagine what it's like for her right now um, as a young teenager. Well, one thing I can say as a person that lost a parent, and I was around the age when I was around her age when I lost a parent, um, if, if she, if she if she'll definitely need the support of her people, and she gonna have that because that's gonna that's 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 gonna have an effect on that's gonna have an effect on things. Mm-hmm. A good ten years, so you know what I'm saying. But she got some people with her and around her on both sides of the family, so she'll definitely be alright. And also. It is, it's, what's really sad is that people would say things it, We're doing a death mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying But you know that, that's, that's one reason why that Not everybody's stuff displayed That's one reason why not everybody gets engaged or, 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 or connect with people Because there's people like that No it's doubt Uber COVID You know and ain't you know if, if if it ain't about no business, you ain't ain't supposed to connect with nobody like that. And even in business, you ain't supposed to connect with nobody like that. But you know, people are just mad that somebody is was as greater than they will ever be. So they gotta try to break that down. You know what I'm saying? Anyway. Nah, no doubt. I think those are definitely um very good points you brought up because um anybody who's ever gone through that situation on any way, shape, or form, you see a lot of realness when um people pass away who are that close to you you see a lot of realness from various people there's folks who i dumped immediately after i saw certain things and there are people who you know are my friends to this day because the way they stuck up um to folks but throughout this time um family and otherwise so you know again um best best to everybody man rest in peace um to miss whitney houston and um as we always say you know let's appreciate the folks while they are here much less when they're gone you know, I mean, I'm not going to down the younger generation in this regard because, you know, they, they grew up in a different landscape to a certain degree, musically and whatever. But um, when you want to check out some some real talent, like, you know, there's no auto-tune out to death or no other, you know, cooing and being quiet and all that nonsense, check that out. Even if you just want to check out the Star Spangled Banner video. One of the most dry songs on the planet, which I think only three people have done well. And that's Jimi Hendrix, Marvin Gaye, and Whitney Houston. And just to see how effortlessly dope all three of those versions while they were on different planes were. Um, that's talent right there. That's extreme talent right there. So, you know, big ups to everybody. I'm on that end. And speaking of music, um, might as well get into a little quick thing about this year's um, 2012 um, Grammys. Um, I, for people who um check out the Fusebox Twitter feed, um, I had a few outlets like you know you should Twitter it or whatever. Um, I peeped the ceremony, and um, it was to be expected, you know. Um, the literal shadow of uh, Miss Houston's death um colored the entire awards, 
And considering all of that I think people more or less did a okay job I will give, um, before I get into some of the stuff I wasn't digging um, I will give big ups to LL Cool J For his first time hosting um, the Grammy Awards Which would, I'm sure was probably already a stressful situation But when uh, Whitney Houston passed away That became extra because they changed up a lot of their um, Award scheme from the information I've received um, I think he did a pretty cool job It was um, charismatic enough but also respectful enough Of everything that went down And I thought it was classy He started the entire joint out for prayer for her I thought that was um, very classy And I felt it was um, very sincere Now it was kind of weird seeing You know you know how the camera pans the audience You know You saw some people taking it sincere You saw some people who were kind of front Who probably didn't like the idea that that camera was, was on them It was just very interesting It was very interesting You saw some people with their heads bowed bowed, And you got some people with their heads up You know what I'm saying That's you know That's that's interesting very much so like defiantly up but you know i'm not saying that everybody got i won't say i won't say everybody got to believe in people going to believe what they want to believe but there was like some people who said were up in a very disrespectful kind of way As a matter of fact i'll say this don't mean to be disrespectful i was just talking about the black people and it was negroes black people that didn't even have their heads down that's what got me i was like mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking like when I was a kid, I mean, everybody, like, at the end, you know what I'm saying? Everything goes ahead, they had up, like, you know, they were looking at the ceiling or something. Yeah, that, 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 that part was weird. But um, let me see here. Um, I'll give Jennifer Hudson prop for um, her um, rendition of I'll Always Love Me. She barely had 24 hours to get that together. And um, I thought that was cool. Um, I thought um, Alicia Keys and Bonnie Raitt's um, mini tribute to, <clears throat> excuse me, the late great Etta James. Right. Was um pretty cool. Um, actually, one of my favorite songs, "Sunday Kind of Love," a bit. And um, there I say it. Um, Bonnie Raitt, I think, sounded better than Alicia, but she's been doing it for a minute. But she still had that kind of country soul voice going on. I thought that was kind of hot. Um, they said the Gil Scott Heron tribute that they were supposed to have ended up getting cut. But I do give common and prop for um bringing the bro up, especially because the Grammys did a horrible job last year. In the in memorandum section of the people um, who passed away, and um, let me see here. Any other performances I want to give a lot of credit to? Um, Stevie Wonder didn't even barely perform. He just sang a few notes, and he still killed it. But he's Stevie Wonder. I mean, you know, damn. What can I say? Um, during an awards presentation. Yeah, those are the main. Oh, um, Adele. Um, I think Adele's one of the few people who's getting that mainstream press who deserves it, especially after that um, throat surgery. Um, the um, British um, pop R&B singer um, Rolling in the Deep and a whole bunch of other joints, the album 21, which I think is a pretty pretty darn good album. Um, she did a great performance, and she knew to still respect the um, soul aspects of what she does, but almost a lot of those British soul singers do. She definitely has some sisters in that um, choir, I know that. You know, and I definitely know that. And um, let me see here. Yeah, don't, oh, the Foo Fighters. Um, props to the Foo Fighters. Um, always dug that crew and everybody else. Plus, I think they did a real good exception speech talking about that. You know, you got to respect your craft. Word. And practice to do your thing and make that happen. I thought, you know, I thought it was interesting during that part of it. That's when they almost interrupted them. But Homeboy, like, yelled at the rest of his speech and bounced. So props to them. And while I'm not a big Bon Iver fan, he I had to actually watch that on the web because I ended up stepping out for a moment. Um, I thought his acceptance joint was cool too. 
Yeah, I definitely like Bob, I, Bob what, what he had to say. I thought that was very deep. He said, shout out to people who, uh, who never will be here. Trust me, there's some jokers that ain't never been up in there. Mm-hmm. That's the that ever did it, period. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. And I'm also probably... Very true. And also, um, props to um, the um, dubstep um, producer Skrillex. Um, there's some stuff in his I like. There's some stuff I don't like. But I thought it was cool that um, a dude who was literally homeless not long ago right. ended up getting um, the producer of the year award. And he had put on he had like put on Twitter and other places like if this could happen to me, this could happen to anybody. So you know everybody still got to keep it up and do what they do on the independent and other end. I thought that was cool, Word. and that you know cats had that particular balance. Um, stuff I didn't necessarily care for. Um, the Grammys are more whitewashed than ever, but that's not a surprise, especially after last year. Um, I wasn't necessarily beat for the kind of revisionist. Um, this land is your land. Um, oh brother, where art thou? Depression cheek performances of a lot of the country singers or whatever. I'm like, this ain't the Republican convention. This is the Grammys, but anyway, whatever, whatever. Um. Chris Brown made his comeback. I can't say I hated on the performance as a whole. I thought it was a little on the dry side and um, boring. Um, am I necessarily mad he performed at the Grammys? No. It's been about three plus years and he's making money. You know, I don't necessarily look for the Grammys as a as a moral judgment factor or anything. Otherwise, there'd probably be a lot of people, unfortunately, who would never be on these award shows of any ethnic background. Um... I don't know, man. I thought his performances were just okay. Um, Bruno Mars, I can't say I hate on him. He, he was okay. I mean, there's a lot of folks who are like, you're just kind of all right. There was no really boundary pushing on even the performance in by a lot of the um, performers who they who they did have up. I mean, again, it was very limited. Who they did have up for color. And um, Nicki Minaj's performance, um, she, you know, she, she did the new joint. Um... And I thought that it was thirsty. In other words, people who've like have lifted up a pointy stick and poked it at the Catholic Church, which quite frankly I think deserves a lot of it, my personal opinion. Right. And the um institution, I'm not saying that everybody who follows Catholicism is bad or whatever, but let's face it, the Catholic Church on the public level deserves some prodding. Um, I think that part's just been done better. And while I'm all for spectacle, and she definitely has spectacle in her performance, you know, you know the entire exorcism thing, blah blah blah, whatever. Um, the song sucked. I think what you had to get that balance of, even if you're going to be a spectacle performer and you're trying to reach out for that, you know, poppy audience and um, whatever, whatever, is that you still got to have a decent song. There's a reason why people still sing like a prayer now. You know what I'm saying? Um, Madonna had the spectacle and all that And I'll give Madonna some credit You know there's some stuff I don't necessarily care for In various parts of her latter Latter career but you know I'm like She had black Jesus that means you know Folks clutch their pearls now much less then You know what I'm saying And shout out to Leon I wish he had came out but anyway Um you know The entire I'm, I'm possessed by the devil thing I'm like the devil ain't give you a good song sweetie You gotta do better You got to do better 
Now, what I say about that mm-hmm. is that um, I did like her verses in that song. I liked how she was rhyming. I just didn't like the production, you know. But I did like the verses. The verses I thought were were tough. But that's all I want to speak on on that. Yeah, I can dig it. Maybe it's one of those joints that's going to sound better when it's, uh, you know, when one hears a studio version, you kind of see where it makes sense. But it was one of those shows when I was watching it. It was like, all right, you know, we got some um, Broadway-ish going on, and, and you know, breakdance and altar boys, and kind of a little interesting thing. They show some of the altar boys kind of being messed around with. I was like, that was a little smart. Well, I'm like, if you are trying to poke that stick, you're in that way. You're kind of poking that stick right, but you still had to have a good song. And she's one of those people who kind of frustrates me because it's not like she has no talent. But it's like, stop being thirsty for that other stuff, sweetie. Stop trying to be, you know, the trend writer. Because that's not going to work for you. But that's that's just my personal um, opinion. And, um, oh, one quick thing. Um, they had um, the Beach Boys up on there at the Grammys. Now, however people may feel about the Beach Boys, I mean, we have a generation that's almost like my generation. If you didn't grow up to music, you might only know about the Beach Boys from, like, freaking Full House. And Uncle Jesse singing good vibrations or whatever. Um, those guys were have a reputation because of their pop music history, especially with the Pet Sounds album and the harmonies that those cats put together. Maybe you don't like all the songs, but they put together some pretty dope harmonies. And, you know, that joint looked like, you know, Grandpa McGee and the old folks home on stage, but damned if they didn't sound better than the two young bands before them who did the tribute songs, in my opinion. And I'm not necessarily the hugest Beach Boys fans. I respect the Beach Boys for what they did at that time frame. But well, I'm like, they had, I think, Maroon 5 and Foster the People, which is a whole other thing. I'm like, why the hell did y'all choose them? But anyway, I'm like, those cats sound like cover bands. And you got like a cat who's literally wearing like one of them, um, what is it? Um, the professor and his wife joints from um, Gilligan's Island, coats and a hat. And you know Some dudes who look like They're literally from Like the old geezer's home Doing a karaoke thing And I think they killed it For on the singing Of what they did I mean they were gonna be Moving all fast or whatever We're talking about dudes In their like 70s, 80s plus These aren't Jay Brown cats But I thought that was Very interesting That some of the best performers Throughout the night Were older cats Some of the best folks Who represented Were older cats even on the uh, country with um, I forget homeboy's name around the dude that did Rhinestone Cowboy. Yeah. Um. You I know his name, but I know the song. Yeah, like um, the country folks did a tribute to him during the um Grammy, um ceremony as well, and I'm like that old dude, you know, for you know old grandpa country pimping, he was still doing his thing. You can tell he kind of knew how to get up on there and control a stage. Without a whole bunch of extreme histronics, and I thought that um, was cool as well. And um, finally, with the Grammys, um, the in memorandum section, I think they did a lot of a better job covering people. It was almost depressing seeing because a lot of people passed away from um, all different types of um, ends with the music and what have you. But I thought it was criminal that I didn't see Eddie James or Don Cornelius in that section. I can dig that. I thought that was criminal. Like people were mentioned, and that was cool. But it was like, yeah, y'all couldn't throw up a photo and a quick thing real quick on those guys? 
but that's me. Then again, though, then again, though, the Grammys has always been traditionally kind of like that. Excuse me. That's not the venue that we can expect it, but I think they did do some good things, and and um and um that's basically about it. I mean, I I, I think you know. They a lot of, lot of cats from the late 80s and the 90s didn't really get nominated or didn't get in. Mm-hmm. Well, and everybody that came after that shouldn't be surprised. Because, you know, those jokers were the high end of hip hop. No and doubt. If they didn't get in, then, you know, we shouldn't be surprised if nobody else gets in. We should just be more focused on, you know, um, you know other award shows where, you know, cats can maybe get a little bit more focused. No doubt, no doubt. I mean, even though this year's Grammys, when they had the hip hop um, nominations, this is one of the first years I kind of didn't care. But then again, it's the Grammys, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, these are the same people who, you know, barely give classic cats any credit now. So, what can we say? But anyway, that's a quick. That's a. The Beastie Boys, the, excuse me, the Beach Boys, definitely big up to them because. Mm. That was an era when you had to be a showman. No doubt. I mean, where it was in your bones. And I think a lot of people are being lied to. A lot of people are having to go through certain things and having to be other than themselves. Going through rituals and and and, 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 and maybe having to shed blood or blood lobes or having people control the music to control you in a certain way. Pimping the sound. To, depreciating soul and mm-hmm. therefore you have to still sound the music so you got some old white guys come out in there that rock the house mm-hmm. because they had something that a lot of these cats never had you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. they still got it as old ass men they still got it ain't that, ain't, ain't that something but anyway I'm out no, no, I, f- I feel you on that, but I also feel that's one of the reasons why they did the, the quote-unquote whitewashing, you know what I'm saying? Um, I think if they had, even with some of the newer cats, not necessarily, not necessarily everybody, if they had a few of those cats perform, I think it would have been a different story, but that's a whole other rant for another day. Um, speaking of the Beastie Boys, you actually kind of transitioned to a story I was going to talk about, so this shows how things work. Um, very interesting story in the realm of net neutrality. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, people have heard us and our partners over at Free Press talk about net neutrality before and whatnot. And um, essentially, net neutrality is trying to have everybody get the same level of access or as close to it as possible throughout the United States. And we know the internet now pretty much drops a lot of information and different viewpoints and things on people, which is why that's so important. Um, interesting side note with the Beastie Boys. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Let me pull out this joint here. Mike D of the Beastie Boys, um, along um, with his wife and um, some other folks, have gotten together um, <clears throat> with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission, and they put something out there that told AT&T and other telecommunication companies that they need to include a resolution supporting wireless net neutrality in stockholder votes. So kind of interesting to see a hip hop cat doing stuff behind the scenes that at the end of the day would help out everybody in terms of net stuff. Because if some of this stuff doesn't go down, like for people who might think it's kind of expensive already to get net access, especially if you're not necessarily in a dense urban area where you can can go to a different place and get um, 
net access that you know stuff like that without it could be a problem and i think it's kind of cool that um that cats do with lobbying behind the scenes to get stuff done on that level that was kind of like a surprise story of the week that i ended up saving on the old tablet to talk about during this week's show i don't know i I don't know them dudes i'm not surprised i'm not surprised at all but big up to them and um beastie boys was is real hip-hop no doubt no doubt no doubt and because we talked um so much on these other topics i'm just gonna get on one or two more things before we get into um this week's show um as a new yorker there judah how do you feel about this um jeremy lynn cat his um story arc is very interesting to me and i kind of want to get your viewpoint before i get into um my um opinion for those who are overseas really quickly who aren't basketball fans um jeremy lynn is a player on the new york knicks team a team that hadn't necessarily been winning a lot in a while and um ever since um carmelo anthony one of the other players got injured um the big star or whatever he's been playing in his place and he's making some pretty you know interesting moves and stuff on the court or whatever and the mainstream media here um because he is one of the first guys who's um of chinese or taiwanese descent from america who's doing things he had the entire story about being a you know a harvard graduate and the kid was like on the bench for a while him making these plays you know they're hyping it up lynn sanity and all of that type of biz and um like i said to me it's interesting but i want to get your opinion on it especially as a new yorker there judah uh well anything that's fun can help new york um uh athletics um Knicks, uh, i mean um uh the knicks specifically um i'm with that i will say that um, even if he was black, there would be a lot of talk about them winning. I think the fact that he is Asian mm-hmm. has an effect on what the media says about him. The fact that, you know, somebody who ain't black is helping an athletic team that's normally ran by blacks. Mm-hmm. I just think how the media works in the Western world, America, uh, particularly that it, you know, that, that would work that way. Now, however, He's on the floor running with them jokers. Mm-hmm. So it's not like he ain't representing. You know what I'm saying? He getting, you know, he's he's getting points. He's getting rebounds. You know, he's doing. He found his play, so he has that. So so he is. So there is there is an earning that's taking place. He is earning that, mm-hmm. and um, and it's good that he can work well with the brothers. You know what I'm saying? Whether you coach, administrator, you don't work well with the the, the cats who are the main. You know. Uh, 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 your main black ones are, you, you, you know, I mean, the majority of people in the NBA are black men. That's just how that is. If you gotta be able to get around, you, you know, you gotta be able to, you know, he's able to work with them brothers. And the fact that he can work with them brothers, and, you know, there's no tension, and, um, maybe even giving the Knicks a stronger bench, you know, because he maybe will be, you know, in for somebody else or whatever, whatever, you know, that's a good thing. Um, but I, 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 you know, I, I, in the end of the day, it's a good, it's good for New, uh, for New York athletics. Period. You know, I, I, I think, um, I think lighter skinned people don't have to work as hard in that, in, in, in certain things, having, uh, in certain things that are already dominated by darker skinned people. I think that he works hard, but he doesn't work hard. As, he damn sure won't work hard as Pat, Patrick Ewing when he was in there. You don't work as hard as, uh, well, you know, I had to go to, um, I don't think he was a harder working Ru Al Cinder or AKA Kareem Abdul Jabbar. 
you know, I don't know if he was a hard, hard you know, so, um, or the numerous other jokers. But he, but I, I got love for him. I think he's earning it. He's earning his. I think he's helping New York uh, Knicks, and I want him to continue on. I think the aspect of the how the media spins it, you know, we can't necessarily help that. Mm-hmm. We just got to represent, and then you know, and, and we know we represent whether they talk about it or not. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, that's all they have to say about that. All right. Um, you said the vast majority of what I wanted to say. I guess my only addition to that is he's he's showing that he's doing his thing so far. But I'm also like it's still the beginning of the NBA season. Yeah. Folks are acting like he done won the playoffs. And who knows? They might get to the playoffs. I mean, I'd love to be up in the Madison Square Garden area if that does go down. You know what I mean? But it's like, you know, let's... I know it's kind of a dry news period, but, you know, let's simmer down. I mean, obviously, he had to be able to work. I mean, to me, I'm like, obviously, he had to be able to work with the brothers. You know what I'm saying? Otherwise, you ain't going to get nowhere. Especially in a sport that's the vast majority of cats are of um, black American descent and whatnot. Um... He's not in control of his own narrative So I'm not mad at him Like there's some people who seem to be distinctly mad at him per se And I'm like yo dude's playing ball And apparently he takes it seriously enough Where it's not like okay he he scored like Five points and everybody's you know On you know his private area Or whatever whatever But um let's see how it goes I mean I'd like to see um a Knicks team Get a resurgence again It would remind me of my teenage years Sports is not like Entertainment you know, in, in areas where black Americans normally excel, and then there's a person that's not a black American that excels. The media, the racist media in the West and America, particularly, usually traditionally jump on people like that. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying, they go, "Oh, look, we got somebody that that can is that 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 uh, is better than you." And that, in actuality, they're not better. They just get more publicity. You know what I'm saying? You know, uh-huh. that's, just, that's just one of the ways. In, this, uh, in, in America how it is and, and people who benefit from that are foolish if they're not humble and, and, and because that goes on no doubt see Tim Tebow but that's a whole other conversation too and whatnot. not saying that that dude can't play no football but it was like come on guys really really alright but anyway um, yeah, literally two more things. Um, for people who want to search it on the web, um, there's a full letter on the Color Lines website, colorlines.com. I'm really, really great um, online magazine that talks about the different aspects of um, race in America and beyond. Um, there is a letter on there by um, the co-writer of Red Hook Summer um, by the name of James McBride. Red Hook Summer is the new film that's going to be coming out soon by Spike Lee. It just premiered in Sundance to various mixed reviews and one thing that um, Spike was talking about earlier this week which of course the mainstream media made kind of a big deal of was he talked about the Hollywood studios know nothing about black people. And that made more headlines than the actual film, which is a whole other subject in terms of why that went down. But his co-writer wrote a very detailed letter um, on the 40 Acres and the Mule website, which is also, again, on the ColorLife.com website. And to do a summation of things, he was talking about how he felt that um, a lot of black guys had to do films that are off the, 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 the grid on an independent basis. Including somebody who's earned their money Like a Tyler Perry Or whatever 
What, and he probably resembled a Spike Lee's last movie, where Inside Man was cost forty five million to wait make and made over one hundred five eighty. <clears throat> excuse me, million dollars on a domestic and worldwide basis. Um, they, the studio system in America, didn't help him push this new movie. He had to collect money on his own, and he brought up the situation with. Um, Excuse me, George Lucas, a dude who's made Hollywood literal billions of dollars throughout the years, having a hard time putting out Red Tails, where it was one of those situations where it's like, well, if a guy like if a guy like Spike and a guy like George Lucas have a hard time putting out something that's not stereotypical black foolery, what does that say about Hollywood system and what's going on? And he made a literal statement. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, he made a literal statement of nothing in this world happens unless white folks say it happens. And therein lies the problem of being a professional black storyteller, writer, musician, filmmaker. <coughs> Excuse me. Being black is like serving as Hope, the driver, and driving Miss Daisy, except it's kind of a TV series that lasts the rest of your life. You got to drive the well-meaning boss to and fro. You love that boss. Your lives are stitched together. But only when the boss decides your story intersects with his or her life is your story valid. And um, it goes on and on. And it's just a very um, interesting scenario. And quite frankly, I agree with it a thousand percent. In other words, in other words, um, it, 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 you you have to be you have to be seen through Hollywood lens. Mm-hmm. You have to be seen through another man's eyes. How you see how how how, how certain things are presented, and that's backwards. You know what I'm saying? Very much so. Um, it's like even if this year's Academy Awards, um, the movie The Help. Um, the, I know the actors um, Viola Davis and Octavia Spencer. They both got um supporting actress nominations they're both good actresses on their own they've been in a whole lot of movies throughout the years but it's like the role that you were able to get props for was being made back around the civil rights and pre-civil rights era not saying that that's not a legitimate story to tell but that story was specifically told through a white person's eyes and that doesn't mean that white person was you know Trying to put stuff in a bad place or whatever, but when you look at the past few years of joints, like, you know, come on, Ruby D had to be, <clears throat> excuse me, um, a, a drug dealer's mom to finally get a nomination. Denzel Washington could have get it for Malcolm X. He had to get it for freaking Training Day. That's a crazy, you know, black corrupt cop who, you know, the white cop had to get clean and, and save the neighborhood and all that type of noise. And, um, you know, Precious, which is a whole other minefield, which to me was just a bad, like in my personal opinion, was just a bad Lifetime movie that has starred Black Tragedy, not saying that none of this type of stuff happens. It's just, it's kind of a little depressing. It's 2012, and these trends still continue on and on and on. And I'm glad that I'm another person has brought it up in clear light um, with the um, brother who just did the letter I talked about to a cat like George Lucas, where it's like, you know, something I don't want to try to make it seem like a Spike Lee or somebody who's of color is whining when their people aren't represented. But it's like, well, this is like the whitest white dude who could just like kind of literally build a spaceship and fly away if he wants to. I'm talking about it's kind of some BS. I want to tell what I just feel is a good American story that has black people in it. And and, and and you know I'm getting proverbially cock blocked. You know what I'm saying? It's just just interesting, just definitely interesting. And um, lastly, 
since um, we've gone on and on, but I think um, it's been flowing pretty well. We definitely had to get into information about um, Whitney Houston and some of the other joints. Um, story that's going to be a little bit on the upswing. Um, funk music legend, um, soul music legend, R&B music legend, George Clinton got a doctorate from Berkeley this week. He got his doctor of um, music. And what is cool about that, besides the fact I think he fully deserves it because that man did do a great deal for music as a whole, much less um, fuck music, is that I learned something. The Berkeley College School of Music has a P-Funk ensemble. Really? Yeah. They say they literally have a P-Funk ensemble of um, students there. That's a permanent thing. That's a beautiful thing. Oh, yeah, by the way, um, the Parliament of the Dallas there from New Jersey. I just wanted to add that. No doubt. The Plainfield area and all that. So, shout out to our folks over in Central Jersey. Yeah, Plainfield and Newark. It's part of it's from Newark and part of it's from Plainfield, right? Mm hmm, mm hmm. And people can check on allhiphop.com and they have a pretty nice article where they have the pictures there and some video and what have you. You know. George still looking at it like looking at that like that hip grandpa and his um you know <clears throat> and you know his um cap and gown and all that and they got a little video of the P fuck ensemble performing I thought that was hot so big up to George Clinton man he's still doing his thing stuff's happening and um just cause it's a last minute news item I've literally just had pop onto the email Pat Buchanan has been fired from MSNBC now he's been spouting out a whole bunch of crazy racist mess and sexist mess and god knows what else for years upon years upon years um former um, politician now pretty much um republican um representative shill on various news stations or whatever and um you know he just wrote a book that got a lot of controversy but he's been saying a whole bunch of crazy stuff about just about anybody who's not like a rich white dude for years so he's been causing havoc since the Nixon administration. So I ain't crying no tears that he's gone. The only thing that kind of makes me go hmm is that as much as he's a mess, he was an honest mess, and I think that him being an honest mess shows you know the pulse that America some people don't necessarily want to see. No doubt. You know, you still got you know cats like that bringing you know they nonsense down to younger heads or whatever. Wave they came trying to talk about a history that never existed where, you know, all the colored people were happy to serve the white man type of deal. It's like, yeah, let's let, let, let's take that away. Just because you got an Alan West or, you know, a Herman Cain or those coonish type of cats don't mean everybody felt that way. You know, every, every, every white woman, I'm sure, wasn't necessarily happy to, you know, be under a cat like you and not be able to get a divorce and do whatever else. You know what I'm saying? Or get a gig or God knows what else So you know I'm sure that man's gonna be able to eat But I ain't crying cause he ain't off TV To me yeah, that's good news so. well Whatever And for people who are new to myself and John Judah We don't We're not the Republicans and we're not Democrats well Um, There's no real affiliation to those guys We third party people We just wanna deal with some folks who got some common sense We wanna treat human beings like regular human beings And that dude ain't one of those dudes So Alright. You know. No tears. Achoo. Crap. Excuse me and whatnot. Uh Pierce, I'm getting a cold. 
I probably may need to get some tissue and both of us get into the mix. So again, love to all of our audience. We deeply appreciate you. Love to our broadcast affiliate. We deeply appreciate y'all. And we're going to get into the, not just the music mixes by myself and John Judah. We also got brand new new segments from our folks over at the Black University Radio Network with Director Vex. Shout out to Lamar Blackman and that crew over in Cali. We got brand new um, Black Agenda Reports segment with Glenn Ford and the rest of that crew. Shouts out to all of them for um, showing the other side of black opinion and black journalism and editorialism. And um, new segment from our friends over at the non-profit, non-partisan organization Free Press promoting media democracy. And they're going to give us some you know, updates and new segment with their Media Minute segment. So it's going to be a hefty fuse box radio broadcast. And um, we ready to go and rock and roll and get into with some new school and old school music joints from the Black Diaspora and have a good time. This is 21st Century Black Radio. No payola, no BS, quality control, um, and soul for the masses. Fusebox Radio broadcast with DJ Fusion and John Judah. All right. Petey, we're rocking anti-matter. Amen. Right here on the Fuse Box Radio. DJ Fusion. If tomorrow is judgment day, and I'm standing on the front line, and the Lord asks me what I did with my life, I will say, I spent it with you. If I wake up in World War III, I see destruction and poverty, and I feel like I want to go home, it's okay if you're coming with me. Oh, oh, oh. 
Logic, you're now listening to the Fuse Box, bringing the best of hip hop and soul music, news and commentary from all over.
If you wanna know, Edda, don't watch Cadillac Records Cause Hollywood don't give a damn about a fact checker And truthfully, some performances lack effort Gotta have soul to be the queen and hold that scepter None realer than the street diva who hung with killers Move with the prostitutes and sung for the dealers Worship Billy Holiday, got strung just to fill her Daughter of the hustler, you'll get run in billiards Started in the choir singing gospel for the Lord Lured by them ghetto lights, she moved to feel more Ran with the drag queens, pretty little bad thing Blonde hair with dark eyebrows, no one was that mean Sung with the peaches, but she needed features Sign the chess records, making love to your speakers They you was a classic doo-wop and black jazz James Edda Hawkins is eternal at last Body black culture, the rage to survive against a racist system. You can see the pain in the eyes. Tough chick, all them bougie dames she despised. That's the rock and roll Hall of Fame at a James was live. Good friends with Malcolm, and I bet you'll never guess. She even joined the nation, she was James at an ex. Inspired Janet Joplin, she was ahead of the best. And I hear with Ali and James Brown, a special guest was this light skinned lady from the slums of LA. Crossed this heavenly voice, and they'll be held to pay. She even gave the president a piece of her mind. She kept the 100 with the cheese, she ain't lying. She's the originator, these thieves and imitators Need to pay homage to the queen when they emulate A woman so strong in the world that lack class The great Edda James is eternal at last Listening to Fusebox Radio, DJ Fusion. Yeah. I'm like, for fanatics, when they need that fix, provide that lift. Lot of lipping, gotta make hits. Lottery pick, free adventuring is they chisel. So efficient, which then the menu to fill venues. Thrills continue on grand be instrumental. Lines still related to matters I picked the bin to. Extension plugs, then circuitries, followers. Girls, but to nine tune sales acknowledgers. Shot Town Breeze, Windy City. Michigan Avenue, shopping spree, brick rapper, hot step out nice, take my advice, I'm that tight, even in my afterlife, I'm all spikes, y'all playing, confused, I'm not a fluke, when a battle on the planet, transmute, not a poser, and I ain't been a closer, best show, sober, get my lean, when it's over, you now in tune with the Ellis Micro, huh? Out. 
Shame how we feel the safest whenever we on the block. So I'm on the block like the center is. In and out of TV, gotta scared to show our differences. Streets crying out, and it ain't nobody listening. So it's on the hush, like my DJ and your mistresses. They gotta put the best out, so I'm the next up. Can't seem like a menace to check stuff. GPS the location to the next club. GP on the beat, the shot blessed us. Nights on a light pole, trying to get our checks out. JSL, we about our bread. So right, get toasty whenever we touch down. Go ahead and put your hands up now. Uh, you now in tune with the Ellis Mike, bro. Uh, rock, 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 Guaranteed to be the last man standing. Most notable, help hot. Yo, to sum it up, I don't give a You should give it up. My sinister touch, cold enough to sink your temperature. Temporarily, feel G, ill as the Pharisees. While mainstream MCs exhibit it. Like that's the end thing. Cause all y'all singing they songs. Line for line, word for word, hand gestures and all. You watch your body, dog. Pause, analyze yourself. Your walk is crooked. You need to realign your steps and strive for best. Unless quiet is kept, you softer than chocolate jello pudding. I thought he wasn't looking face it. I peeped it all, Pa. I'm observing as the eagle that can see from afar. We can obsolete like a VCR. We be eons ahead of you, doing what you never knew. I won't collab if we are not compatible. Ain't nothing personal. It's just I'm more about them power moves. You feel me? You now in tune with the endless micro. Man, even if you don't, bad brother, make no difference. Rob veteran, ready to get it in. We keep some real Yeah. When you come around, I don't know how to behave. 
it's so open From all the words you've spoken
listening to Fusebox Radio with DJ Fusion.
right here on the Fuse Box Radio. DJ Fusion. For tens of thousands of years longer than humans have been reading and writing, since way, way before our ancestors began saving seeds and planting them, humans have made music. It's one of many things that make us human. But so are racism, hypocrisy, and in the current era, vampire capitalism. It's hard to see anything but hypocritical racism and greed in the decision of the National Academy of Recording Arts and Sciences, the body that gives out the Grammys, in their elimination of more than 30 musical categories, including Latin jazz and three other Latin music categories, four R&B categories, Zydeco and Native American music, one gospel, one rap, and one world music category. The awards ceremony this year led off with a prayer for Whitney Houston, but four of Houston's six Grammys are in categories that the Grammys no longer notice. The late Etta James was hailed as well, at the same time that categories for two of her Grammys were done away with. So the real message was that the next wave of Etta James's or of Whitney Houston's won't be nearly as welcome. Most of the musical categories eliminated by the Grammys this year were Latin, Black, and non-white music. Why do they only cut this music? Asked multiple Grammy Award winner Carlos Santana, who protested outside the awards ceremony with many other musicians. I think they're racist, he says. You can't eliminate black gospel music or Hawaiian music or American Indian music or Latin jazz music because all this represents what the United States is, a social experiment, he says. Other award recipients who've publicly spoken and written demanding that the organization restore the stricken categories include Herbie Hancock, Eddie Palmieri, Paul Simon, Bill Cosby, Esmeralda Spaulding, Bonnie Raitt, Stanley Clark, David Amram, and Pete Escovedo, Oscar Hernandez, and Larry Harlow. A number of artists filed suit against the National Academy of Recording Arts and Sciences, demanding the minutes of meetings at which the elimination of these awards were discussed. Although they were dues-paying members of long-standing who recruited and contributed labor to its outreach programs, the Academy denied access to these records through the courts on the grounds that they were a foreign corporation established in Delaware and so not, not uh, subject to the transparency laws applicable to domestic nonprofits. The truth is that the elimination of these categories is a kind of cultural genocide. It's a fencing off and enclosure of artistic space where many kinds of great music will be less and less able to connect with their audiences or sustain their artists. In an era when a tiny number of major recording companies monopolize access to radio airplay and most concert venues, one more award, more or less, doesn't mean much to Alicia Keys or Beyonce. But a Grammy or even a Grammy nomination for a struggling independent artist can be the difference between being able to make a living at her music or having to give it up and do something else to survive. You can find more information and sign the petition to restore the stricken categories at www.grammywatch.org. That's www.grammywatch.org. The decisions of what music to study and play and listen and dance to are decisions that audiences and artists should make. They are much too important to be reserved for greedy and racist recording industry executives. Letting them 
make that decision for us is cultural genocide. For Black Agenda Radio, I'm Bruce Dixon. Find us on the web at www.blackagendareport.com. Radio broadcast with DJ Fusion and John Judah. You're as good as they say you are. Syndicated worldwide to bring real black radio back to the masses. Yo, sucker, never play me. Triple straight up black, then my bleach should never fade me. They say he crazy, New York, raise them in that 80s, killer catch administration. Gangster renovation, born of isolation, Asian ill communication, Asian Marbell, fiber acting, pestilential, microscopic soul, sonic remedy. Clinic right in the street, operating in the dark, surgery, a wounded heart. Come together, pill apart, pill apart, come together. Smoking on something good, praying for something better. From out of bed, never rocking for forever, ever, 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 forever, ever, ever. It's still a secret, even when you tell them dumb dummies, hush money. Rent receipt, drug money, dick cold blood and warm gun money. The chief rock up, you inject the Zulu horse, pop a dog, boogie, bay, 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 Yes, you are rocking with the fresh, you were rocking with the depth, you were rocking with the best, you were rocking with the yes. Now you were rocking with the fresh, you're rocking with the depth, you were rocking with the fresh, the yes, you were rocking with the best, you were rocking with the fresh, you were rocking with the depth, you were rocking with the yes. Now you were rocking with the best, you're rocking with the fresh, you were rocking with the depth, it's the yes. Zulu. Big bird fly down on the mountain grass Only thing to survive the crash Black radio You wanna fly, we go far and fast Built the last, we made this craft From black radio, black radio Black radio Black radio
You are now listening to Fusebox Radio. It was 94 Hard place when you wanna still rock to it Living in my glass house Steady throwing rocks through it Oh, I never stop feeling the love for you I just stop being the one for you I think Too much Overanalyzing everything Sucks I'm over overdramatizing everything But you're never on the level I'm on Unless we're cutting Lusting We never argued when thrusting But then it just turns to dust, brother Swear I never love another if this really worked out But this is just like watching fitness infomercials from the couch Ouch, I know, you're lazy It's easier to pick a partner, less crazy Much less work, less purpose, less of A to Z Cause I'm an alpha, bet it's hard to stay with me Heart palpitations do still occur though You and me some Merlot, situation blur So much I be thinking after this shit actually work again It's even nice to have you back in my world as my friend Hey, sometimes I gotta say it simply Why? Cause sometimes things are simple We make it complicated for the whim be Cause otherwise we just be faced with all the N-words In a child, in a space, in a monologue We exchange intercourse without a dialogue Introduce intimate ways to turn our fire off The thing in us that seeks a spark light higher Moth, I still adore you You adore me theoretically So now I gotta shut the door on you So I can find out who is next for me Repeat after me. You and me and everyone we know. That's you and me and everyone we know. That's you and me and everyone we know. That's you and me and everyone we know. You and me and everyone we know. That's you and me and everyone we know. You and me and everyone we know. That's you and me and everyone we know. You and me and everyone we know. You 
now listening to Fusebox Radio with DJ Fusion. Another life got taken away And I don't know the reason It's like he's killing season Whole family reduced to tears And everybody start living fear As soon as a car drive up Everybody start running up Because a murderer Them only joys taking lives Murderer But that don't mean that we have to kill For survival, have we find a way out there Without hurting or tearing the skin The whole country in a panic mode And mama says she can't take no more And only Jaja can help us right now The crime rate gone overboard As a murderer The only choice taking life Murderer
Welcome to Media Minutes. I'm Stevie Converse. And I'm Candace Clement. And I'm Megan Tatey. In his State of the Union address last month, President Barack Obama said that updating critical infrastructure, including high-speed broadband networks, should be a national priority. Yet our national broadband plan makes no mention of one of the most successful nonprofit models for getting those critical networks to rural areas. The way the national broadband plan is written, you wouldn't even know that rural co-ops ever existed or the nonprofit business model was even relevant to this issue. Wally Bowen runs the Mountain Area Information Network, a nonprofit internet service provider in western North Carolina that works with many local partners. He wants the FCC and Congress to ensure that nonprofit rural cooperatives are eligible for funding from the $15.5 billion Connect America Fund that the National Broadband Plan is calling for. I just don't think the members of Congress who represent rural areas, I don't think they have a clue that how this thing's been written so that the money only goes to incumbents. The National Broadband Plan mentions municipal broadband networks as one of two options for rural broadband, the other being private for-profit carriers. But municipal networks are banned or curtailed in more than 20 states thanks to industry-backed legislation. Rural co-ops, on the other hand, are privately owned. Bowen says it's a scandal that there is no mention of the hundreds of rural electrical and telecom co-ops that now offer broadband services. To reduce the options for policymakers for rural broadband to municipal ownership or for-profit carriers is a false choice, and it clearly sounded like it had been written by a telecom lobbyist. The United States has a long history of community-owned nonprofits. Rural electrification co-ops wired the countryside during the 1930s and 40s. The 1936 Rural Electrification Act was later amended to ensure universal access to telephone services. And there's another example of a community-owned nonprofit, the Green Bay Packers. A community of only 104,000 people has the winningest franchise in NFL history, competing with much larger cities and billionaire owners. Team profits go right back into the community. They have done remarkably well because their business model is in scale, is in sync with the market they serve. And uh, profits stay local. No one would ever look at the Green Bay Packers and call it a government-owned football team. It's not. It's owned by the community. It's a nonprofit, and it's the same thing with most of the community networks in rural areas, and yet it's not even referenced in the National Broadband Plan. Every year, millions of viewers tune in to the Super Bowl, not just for the game, but also for the expensive, over-the-top, and brand-stamping commercials. The Super Bowl ads are as much a part of game day tradition as the national anthem. But one group is challenging many of these ads for being sexist, hypermasculine, and degrading to women. Misrepresentation.org, a campaign stemming from the documentary of the same name, asked Super Bowl viewers to call out offensive or sexist ads over Twitter using the hashtag NotBuyingIt. Amy Zuccaro, the campaign director for Misrepresentation.org, said thousands of people responded and flooded Twitter to express their outrage and disgust. We had fathers and daughters and grandparents and mothers, and we had very high-profile bloggers along with just your average person who uses Twitter to communicate with their friends and family. Zuccaro said this year's biggest offenders were a Fiat ad that turned a woman's body into a car, a Teleflora ad that suggested women would trade sex for flowers, and an ad from the website domain hosting business GoDaddy. There's always GoDaddy, which every year just gets raunchier and raunchier with their advertising. 
This year, they used a woman's body as a billboard. Zuccaro said these representations of women in the media can be damaging for both women and men and can affect how we view gender roles in our society. People are getting so much information from the media and they're getting false information about who women are, what they are, how they should be treated and what should be expected of women or shouldn't be expected of women. I think when you see all of that in media, it's just a complete disconnect from what the world looks like, but then it also influences the world. The misrepresentation campaign is urging people to write to the worst offenders and ask them to stop making degrading ads. Misrepresentation has also requested a meeting with NBC, the network the Super Bowl airs on, and is asking people to protest GoDaddy by switching to another domain provider. People are starting to really feel empowered to actually go out and use their consumer power to create change. Zuccaro is also encouraging people to take a pledge on their website to challenge the limited portrayal of women and girls throughout the media, not just in the Super Bowl ads. To find out more, visit misrepresentation.org. You've been listening to Media Minutes, a production of Free Press, a national nonpartisan organization working to reform the media. For more information, visit freepress.net. You are now listening to Fusebox Radio. What if you could eat a rat? What if you could feed a tracker? Be a top chef, but you ain't need a hat. That's a scenario I'm about to present. Give me a minute and I promise I'm going to start to make sense. Would you agree that every time you hear a song, you consuming it? Got an appetite? What's the quickest way to ruin it? Consume a bunch of junk, body is conditioned. You fool, but you ain't had a single ounce of nutrition. Eating the milk can easily compare to turning your radio up to get an airful. Be careful. You got to make sure that your body got its nourishment. Got to be keen on what your music is encouraging. And while you checking on the message, in your beats, be careful of the essence of your meats. Now, would you eat a Amadou Diallo burger, Sean Bell sub? Them animals is murdered in that same cold blood. Real talk. Dude, we need food. Food, food. To listen to my theory and admit I'm on to something Maybe you think your diet is a major change to go through And you ain't beef for hippie fools like bean sprouts and tofu If you think that modern music is the way it is And people need to do a better job of trying to raise their kids mm. Think about it for a second How come the major labels mostly putting out the rappers disrespected? How come unhealthy fools are usually the cheapest And way up in the front of the store? I know you peeped this You think a diet in but nothing stops More than ever fellas got the bubble bellies Women got the muffin tops huh? And I'm not making fun, I'm simply trying to make a statement they banking on the fact that we gon' stay complacent. Food and music filled with harmful preservatives. We eat it up like we don't feel we deserve to live. Give me some more, 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 more. Like part of a complete Why can't we have consumption without having executions? Whether you're talking about animals or people, when you consume and murder, then you manifest as evil. It's all about mental conditioning. Most of what we think we really need to lead to some kind of imprisonment. We want it now when it had better be awesome, and we don't really care how it affects us in the long run. Like getting married on a blind date, a fast food society with a microwave mind state. They'll feed us anything they think will fit the need. They're trying to get our sons to feed our daughters chicken feed. And they got a pecking order. The ones without no mom and no dad. It's who they beckon in the slaughter So watch what you consume in the mood it brought Cause no matter what it's all food for thought Dude we need food we, we, You're we, now we, listening we to Fusebox Radio DJ Fusion
You are tuned into DPE Radio, where we play nothing but the music and the tones that illuminate your mind, your body, and your soul. So sit back and relax and get illuminated. <laughs> yeah. This is a memoir. I dedicate the song to you. Dedicate the song. Dedicate the song to you. Give thanks for the memories that make me think of you. Make me think of you. This is a memoir. I dedicate the song to you. Dedicate the song. On your lawn that this one here's for you I know you're smiling in heaven and twins made it through I pray to God and I know you heard me too You the angel watching over my dreams, they coming true I remember the times in Lincoln Park When you let me ride my bike up on me in at the dark Hazel and Lapita were like my aunts too I was everybody's nephew that hung with the crew You sponsored my dates with keys to the car White Geo Metro, I was feeling like a star it hurt my heart when they told me you was missing I was standing in the kitchen, I barely wanted to listen Sometimes I can't believe that you're gone You were my number one fan, I couldn't do any wrong You molded my mind in so many ways You the reason why I grind and go hard every day This is a memoir I dedicate the song to you Dedicate the song, dedicate the song for the memory. Make me think of you For all it's worth I dedicate my verse To the one who gave birth to me You push for me C-section to be exact So you pull for me Only 18 Vision of a little boy Knew it was hard You put your faith in God When pops went left Never talked bad about him I look like him Grandma help and my physical and spiritual growth. I'm scared to be your father, you gave me support. Graduated from college, you showed me support. I love that. Had for you, I cherish the most. No matter if we went to broke, we still cracking jokes. The day I got married, you was there for the toast. Cheers. I love you, mama. Here, thanks. This is a memoir. I dedicate the song to you. Thanks for the memories that make me think of you. My mama when I see, see her, handling biz, caring for kids, can't believe her leading PTA meetings while I so girl scout cookies. She made me go door to door. She never been no rookie. A smart cookie could make a meal out of scraps. Showed me how to stretch my loops so, so I, I never fell strapped. Benevolent, she taught me to achieve excellence. But never get too high up on yourself like you are better than. Better still, taught me my beauties and my skills. skills. Being a cutie with booty ain't, ain't gonna pay these bills. bills. Giving thanks for your will, yeah. represent 'cause you the deal. deal. I'm the woman that I am 'cause by example you. This is a memoir I dedicate the song to you This is a memoir I dedicate the song to you Give thanks for the memories That make me think of you 
You are now listening to Fusebox Radio. Fundamentalists, a protest and speak life through my mic like an anti-abortionist Megaphone extortionist, nighttime recordingist Why you touring, only rest with a morning When the heat is at night, night time is when we write Sundown top time is me and my mic Nocturnal beats, chase the sunlight Nocturnal beats, chase the sunlight And when the heat is at night, night time is when we write Sundown top time is me and my mic Target with a mumbo, then I go and lace the instrument. So I lazy cash sleeping and getting a shut eye. I'm piecing rhymes together like I'm CSI. Therapeutic elevation help me touch the sky, yo. I'm John Blaze, your God's my ghost writer. Sometimes I got a high head like the ghost writer. I place a track and leave a trail of fire. Damn, I got my mic and then I got the song done. Lay my head down, now I'm chasing the sun, yo. I feel content now. I go to sleep to some dope sound. And those off the gap brown. When they hear the night, night time is when we write. Some down top time is me and my mic. Nocturnal beats chase the sunlight. Nocturnal beats chase the sunlight. And when they hear the night, night time is when we write. Some down top time is me and my mic.
now listening to Fusebox Radio with DJ Fusion. Blackman and this is Direct Effect, the jump off, your daily dose of entertainment and college news brought to you by the Black University Radio Network. And on today's show, we talk with the WBF USA welterweight champ, Cleotis Mookie Pendarvis in studio. His impressive 12 and 3 record with four KOs has some calling him a young Floyd Mayweather. Now you can always visit him at youtube.com front slash Cleotis Pendarvis to see his knockouts and training sessions. And we'll break down the organization OFC, Opportunity Funding Corporation, is looking for the next great idea on HBCU campuses, and I'll break that down. And young entrepreneurs between 15 and 30 is at an all-time high in this country, right? With no jobs available, and I'll tell you five great startups young entrepreneurs are excelling in. All right here next, don't you move, on Direct Effect. Okay, I'll listen. 
they're just three little words. But sometimes they can be very tough to say, especially when your son or daughter wants to talk to you about joining the U.S. Army. Okay, I'll listen. They're just three little words. But if you find the strength to say them to your son or daughter, you'll hear the opportunity to create a future that's stronger than you ever imagined. A future full of advanced training in over 150 careers, along with the discipline and leadership skills they need to succeed in any situation. Add tuition assistance and up to $40,000 in enlistment bonuses, and soon you'll realize the U.S. Army is a viable option. Okay, I'll listen. They're just three little words. But if you say them to your son or daughter when they want to talk about joining the U.S. Army, you'll hear the thought put into their decision. Learn more at GoArmy.com. You make them strong. We'll make them Army strong. Paid for by the U.S. Army. We're sitting down with the WBF USA Intercontinental Welterweight Champ, Cleotis Mookie Pendarvis, as he prepares for his upcoming title fight. Now, you can always follow the champ's training sessions and highlights at YouTube.com front slash Cleotis Pendarvis. Now, here's the champ breaking down his style. What's good? I bring a lot to Smart in the ring. I got full work. Um, you know, I dance in there. You know, I'm, I feel like I'm a, I'm a younger version of Ali walking around here, just, just ready to move and let them know, like, you know, I'm the greatest. I'm the best at what I do. You know, it, it, it's about how you get up, not about how you fall. And when y'all see me and y'all come to Cleo St. Douglas to the fights and things like that to see how I get now, y'all just gonna see all action. Uh, a young man that's in there ready to give the crowd what they've been wanting for and waiting for it for years. And that's somebody that's going to bring uh, the boxing back to the, the real good, you know, sport of boxing, the, the art, the slickness, the outsmarting the cat, you know, showing everybody that it's really um, chess, not checkers. That's well said, champ. Now make sure you follow him on his Facebook fan page at Cleotis Mookie Pendarvis. Thanks for the time. The organization OFC, Opportunity Funding Corporation, has a venture challenge on HBCU campuses across the country in hopes of funding the next great idea into a profitable business. OFC helps students translate their good concepts into business ventures. The pilot program began on HBCU campuses in 2000 when the professor of entrepreneurship and director of the Center for Entrepreneurship at Fayetteville State joined the effort that sought to tackle economic disparities between whites and other ethnic groups. One thing was discovered, at least one reason why there weren't enough successful African-American entrepreneurs. There are over 100 historically black colleges and universities, but less than 10% had entrepreneurial programs. A $7.4 million grant from the Office of Economic Opportunity established OFC to test ways of fusing capital into America's impoverished community. One way is more entrepreneurial programs on black college campuses. Good looking out, OFC. Believe it or not, young people starting businesses tend to do better than adult counterparts. Part of the reason is that they tend not to make mistakes adults do, such as going into a market that's just not there. Unlike adults, youngsters usually don't have misconceptions. By going to school with some of their clients you serve, children entrepreneurs are in better touch with the needs of their clientele. With so many varied business interests, from trading to braiding hair, young would-be entrepreneurs can employ any number of marketing ideas. But to keep the list short, here are five areas to explore all up in easy startups and relatively successful ventures. Number one, marketing t-shirts with as small as a $500 investment and a trip to a wholesaler with some creativity, you're on your way to making money. 
Number two, DJs are quite profitable. With the popularity of music, with some skills, this business is a sure moneymaker. Number three, food never goes into a recession. A reputable catering service or mobile service on wheels to visit parks and construction sites is a sure winner. Number four, art and jewelry designers. Earrings, bracelets, and necklaces are always in high demand. And number five, media mogul. With the internet, YouTube, and Facebook, and other social sites, you can become a local sports reporter or weatherman. Get 50,000 followers on your page, and there's way even better money in numbers. Good luck. Got kids? Then ClubSocietyHills.biz is the website for you. It's the 411 for kids, entertainment news, current events, and parenting tips. Visit ClubSocietyHills.biz. That's ClubSocietyHills.biz. Membership is free. ClubSocietyHills.biz. Join today. When urban entertainment news breaks, it's already waiting for you online at EURweb.com. That's www.EURweb.com. EURweb.com. That's going to do it for this edition of Direct Effects, y'all. It's the wrap. Make sure you follow us on Twitter. That's twitter.com front slash black college radio. Until tomorrow, it's your boy right here, Lamar Blackman. Don't. Listen to Direct Effects, boy. 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 Ladies and gentlemen, you are now witnessing Fusebox Radio.
You're checking out Fuse Box Radio with John Judah. And this is yours truly, Big Guru, the icon.
Yo, you're checking out Fuse Box Radio with John Judah. And this is yours truly, Big Guru, the icon. Till they came and took it away Freedom may come easy You lose, there is a price you pay These streets are watching you and me Invading people's privacy You'll be surprised at the things they see
Cause they looking straight in your eyes They're reading your soul Trying to probe your brain Don't let them get the best of you though Just stay focused Keep your head up Right here on the Fuse Box Radio. You can't hold back our black civilization. Listening to the fuse box with John Judy.
Dad, this is the best part. You are now listening to the Fuse Box with John Judah. listening to the fuse box with John Judah.
listening to Fusebox Radio, bringing the best of hip-hop and soul music, news, and commentary from all over.
right here on the Fuse Box Radio. Thank you. 
You are now listening to the Fuse Box with John Judah.
that's all the time we have tonight. Join us next time. Good night.